You're listening to Brigade Radio 1. Hey everybody, it's Tyson from Antisocial Show. How are you doing? Just wanted to take a few minutes before the show to thank you for listening and to let you know that there's uh, plenty of content coming your way. Uh, if you go to www.tysonsaner.com and uh, click the link on my YouTube channel, there are new episodes of Edibles and Bits coming. Just uh, been up all night uh, editing them. And there are still episodes of Tyson Saner Gamer coming out twice a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays. This week, it was Shadows of the Damned on Tuesday, and The Flame and the Flood on Thursday. I'm recording this on the Thursday that The Flame and the Flood came out. So, thank you for watching if you do, thank you for listening, and um, be decent to each other. Peace. talking to Hunter about various attractions and uh, he's revealed to me that he's, he's uh, uh, I always say revealed to me because that makes it sound like gotcha but I mean like he's let me know that <laughs> he, he had never been to this place called Action Park which was uh, I guess pretty nope. famous on the East Coast uh, and it's in it's in New Jersey I'm not sure where in New Jersey but it's uh, uh, in fact there's a movie that's sort of based on the legend of Action Park and I believe it's called Action Point now I first heard of this place <laughs> um <laughs> Because of this, uh, there's a series on YouTube uh, called Defunct Land, which uh, where this guy uh, he does these short documentaries uh, and histories of rides that no longer exist at amusement parks and also amusement parks that no longer exist. And then kind of tells an interesting story about them. So Action Park is one of these places. And this place was so dangerous that like, like, um, and I was about to say uh, before I roll tape that there's this. Um, I don't know what they call it, outsider art. It's this film that uh, Mystery Science Theater, sorry, the people who used to be Mystery Science Theater, Rift Tracks guys, uh, Kevin Murphy, Bill Corbett, and Mike Nelson, did this, there's this movie called, I think it's called Santa Claus and the Ice Cream Bunny. And in this movie, huh, go ahead. Santa Claus and the Ice Cream Bunny? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And in this in this movie, there, it's which seems like essentially a bunch of home movie footage, kind of. I mean, not really. I don't want to say I don't want to put that kind of into because to me, home movies are always like silent pictures of you know kids opening Christmas presents and stuff, or you know stuff you can't hear but you see. And you know what I'm talking about? Like, oh yeah, like yeah, home, yeah, yeah, old home movies. But like, so it looks kind of like it was shot on that sort of film, and it probably was. So that's all right. It's not the that's not the really the point of this. But um, but also in this movie, they have these um. They had these, I mean, I assume that they were amusement park rides, but it could just be a park. Um, but, like, there is this, I, I loosely refer to it as a roller coaster, and uh, it, but it, it looked like a roller coaster style tracks, you know, like on the rails, like how it's got the rails that kind of go around, and it's, you know, like a car would kind of, you know what a roller coaster looks like, right? Yeah, so yeah, I love roller coasters. Yeah, so not a huge roller coaster, mind you. Something that's sort of ground level, kind of, something that's kind of like like kid level, but like so instead of okay. car instead of cars that you sit in or whatever you call them, I think they're called cars, carts, car. Anyway, instead of a um, like, yeah, like carts, like yeah. like like regular roller coaster carts. Yeah, right? yeah. So like, it, instead yeah. instead of those. There's these, I guess, to me, what I remember, because this only went by so quickly, and I was like, oh, they'd never be able to make this today. But it was, uh, like, I want to say, like, wooden horses, like carousel-style horses. 
You know how, like, when you ride a carousel, you just sit on a wooden horse and it's got a pole in it, and you just sort of hold on to the pole? Yeah, and it goes, like, up and down, and it goes around in a circle. Yeah, you know, really low impact, yeah. that kind of thing. Except there's no pole. It's just, like, you sit on this horse, or what it looks like a horse, right? And like, you're, okay. like, like you're riding a horse. So there's no, there's no seatbelt. There's no, and it's, and you're not, and it's, you're sitting on something that is like, you know, you pitch your weight one way or two, you know, one way or the other too far. And you're going right over that thing and falling off of it. And this was on a roller coaster track. And I was looking at this was an action. No, this was an action park. Well, no, that's what I thought of later when I saw the documentary about action park. Oh, Cause I was okay. like, Oh my God, that's exactly the kind of thing that would be in, um, uh, Action Park. The, 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 yeah, I would imagine it. I mean, it's like almost could have filmed an Action Park. It was, uh, but it's, it's so. But then I saw the documentary about Action Park, and I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" And like some of the stuff, it's like, mm. okay, well, I can see that. I can. That's you know, that's that's like you know, that's normal water park stuff. You know, that's that's you know, questionable. You got enough lifeguards on duty, whatever that kind of thing. And then there's like some other stuff, and I'm like, oh, that's that's, that's that looks really dangerous. And then it, then there's more stuff, and I'm like, oh, now that you got to be kidding me. Um, that right there is dangerous. <laughs> that right there is dangerous. Now, there's something I've actually... Oh, my God. I've been on something uh, similar... Not similar, but they, there's this thing called an alpine slide. Have you heard of that? Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's like basically a... Is like a, is that like the log flume? It is, except it's 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 basically... It's like a water slide on... Okay. Um, in kind of a... In a uh, half tube, like a like a, you ride a sled down this tube, and it's no water, but it's got like a it's like a track, but it's like an open track, kind of like over land, sort of like a like you're on a sled, but there's no snow. There's just this open tube that you kind of you sort of and you you control your vol your volume, you control your uh, your rate of of um, of uh, of descent of speed. Down the thing, but it's basically just gravity based, Speed. and you can totally not. You can not only can you easily, Speed. huh? Sorry, what? Mm -hmm. No, what did you say? I, I couldn't. Hear. Oh no no no! I was saying your speed, and then I and then I was listening to you. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So yeah, you control. You control your own speed, basically. Basically, yeah, you control your own speed, or, it, or you control okay. your own rate of slow, because it's really just a matter of gravity. It's not enough, you know. <laughs> like gravity is pulling right. you down this track, and like. You can totally run into the person in front of you if you're not careful, mm -hmm. and you can totally ride your sled right off of the track. I mean, it can just take, it can just go slightly, you know, to the left or the right, and it's whoop, right over the lip of it, and then you're in the weeds or whatever is between the tracks and whatnot. There's that, right? Then there's this. And so, so, Hi, go ahead. Not to cut you off, but no, you were fine. on this actual ride. No, no, this is. I saw footage of this thing. This was these. This is one of the things at, at Action Park. It's called an Alpine Slide. Um, but, oh, okay. oh, but what I was how, on, how is that legal? I don't know. What I was on is that there were these concrete slides that were in San Francisco. When I was a kid, I visited there right. once and that, that was like, you know, that was it. That wasn't like, this is like the thing in action park was like cross country basically, sort of, I mean, it was like several, you know, several, uh, lengths long, uh, the thing that I went on in in, in uh, San Francisco was just kind of down a hill. You know, it's like it's not going, it's not veering off to the left or the right. You just sort of like slide down it like a like a slide. And, you know, uh, and uh, they had some of those there. So they had those. They had uh, cars, like go kart type things, but they but but they were not on a uh, like you could you can drive them yourself, and they take up fuel, and they you know they they're toy well toy they're like. Amusement park si mm. sized cars, <laughs> but you could, could you, but you could totally just turn it and veer it into another car. It's not a bumper car either, and you could you, you do all sorts of damage. People were like uh, taking them out and riding them illegally on the highway, and they were doing all sorts of stuff. Oh, and by the way, one of my favorite things was this was the, that I saw in the documentary was this uh, mm. this uh, the oh God I can't even remember what it was called, but it was a uh, the word I, I feel like it started with a B. It was a it was a water slide that um, has a, it's at a really steep angle, and what it does here's my finger I'm mm -hmm. I'm, I'm showing Hunter because in the uh, in my camera okay so you you go and it comes slide and then when you and this now imagine this part of it is at a distance like you're if you're right. if you're looking at this on camera this part of the slide you're seeing this on TV then people are like probably uh -huh. probably that big. So it's, it's like, you know, you know what I mean? So, so this is at a distance. Yeah. So, so the slide starts here and it's like, do open slide, open slide. And then right about here ish 
it enters a tube. Right. A tube, right? So open slide, tube, and then right. that tube goes tube. Do, and then whoop, loop to loop and out. So it does a looped tube that supposedly you're supposed to be able with your momentum you get in from here, go down fast enough that you make it all the way through the loop to loop tube and come out safely on the other side. <laughs> I wonder how many people broke their arms and legs on that thing. Well, but, I'll, t- I'll tell you. Um, yeah. yeah. So everyone out there, listen. Everyone out there listening. Action Park was opened May 26, nineteen seventy eight, and closed September second, nineteen ninety six. And and where did I find this one thing? When, on. when, when did it open? Uh, Action Park. Uh, no, it's still closed. It closed in nineteen ninety six. No, I'm sorry. When did you uh, see its opening shocking- was? Oh, 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 uh, do, 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 hold on, let me find it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, where is it? Uh, opened May 26th, 1978. Okay, 78, okay, yeah, totally. And it's considered, uh, America's most dangerous, uh, park. Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, so yeah, right now there's a Johnny Knoxville movie called Action Point coming out from Paramount's, and it's, it's definitely been inspired by, uh, by the history of Action Park. In fact, I'm going to send you something right now because this might this might give you some ideas. Okay. Um, uh, six people are known to have died directly or indirectly from rides at Action Park, July 8, 1980. An 18-year-old so- park employee was riding the Alpine slide when his car jumped the track and his head struck a rock, killing him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's terrible. Another one was July 24, 82. A 15-year-old boy drowned in a tidal wave pool. Yeah, tidal wave. Well, yeah, you've seen the tidal pools like on, on on television before, probably where it's like this big. It looks like kind of like a like a big swimming pool. Like there is a shallow end mm-hmm. and a deep end, but it's not kidney shaped or anything like that. It's like you know, it's it's shallow into a deep end, and then at the very deep end, there are like literally waves being generated that you can kind of body surf on when the waves break up towards the shallow end, like waves do. And, uh, yeah, there's like, there's some big pumps or something that were keep that like they have successful wave pools. I think they're called, mm-hmm. I thought they were just in like Japan. Like I, I, I know I've seen a wave pool in, in Japan before. I'm trying to find you. This thing. I do know that in our, um, we have a publication here in Jersey called weird New Jersey. Oh yes. Yes. It's, it's been around for a long time. It's uh, pretty cool. All basically all the, like the, the, the hidden treasures, local legends of New Jersey are basically, it's basically like these two guys put together a publication and you can send them in stuff and they'll put it in their, you know, in their magazine. Um, Action Park was actually uh, mentioned once or twice when it was like, it was obviously shut down and abandoned, but at one point you could visit it if you were willing to trespass. To visit, uh, to visit Action Park? I, yeah, yeah. So basically... Anytime you visit a weird, uh, a weird New Jersey location, nine times out of ten you have to trespass. So, anyone listening to this in New Jersey, you know, if you go there, it's not because I told you so. So you do that on the air of caution. That's that's on you. Right, right. I take no responsibility for that. Right, right, right. I mean, if it's still around, I don't know. They might have, you know, demolished it, got rid of it. But I mean, uh, oh, the park grounds? Yeah. yeah, it's hard to say. I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of cool videos of people going into abandoned amusement parks also. But like, um, so yeah, the, so the action park one, uh, I only just heard of this recently and I just, it was so, so amazing to me that like, uh, just uh, like, um, I mean, what started it was the, was looking at that Santa Claus and the ice cream bunny and seeing those, what looked like essentially like, like what could be a playground. And I was like, there's no way that you'd be able to ride on a, on that kind of contraption. <laughs> and it was, <laughs> and it was like, you know, it was like, you'd see like, like a, like a, you know, like a adult sized person and a, like a child, you know, like you would normally ride on something that would go in a carousel where you've got like, you know, the adult in back and the child's kind of in, you know, sort of in their lap areas and the, you know, but there's no pole to hold on to. It's just, it's just open air and your own balance. It's, it's, it was crazy looking, and and, and then uh, you know when I heard of Action Park, I was thinking, well, this would be that's that's exactly the kind of thing that I would think would be there, but it's probably you know horses too tame. Yeah. It's like um, I did. And see I got it. your I got your PM by the way. Yeah, yeah, you should check that out. That is uh, totally worth it. 
if there was a like button, because if this was Facebook, I would like the hell out of it and share it. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, um, yeah, you do me a favor and check out that that Action Park thing because you will you will yes, enjoy absolutely. that. So, can... how's my um, how's my sound? How's your sound sound? Yeah, like you know, my mic is it coming in clear? Do I sound like I'm in the room or? Yeah, it sounds great. Any white noise? It sounds like echoes. It sounds like we're on the phone, but like clearer. Perfect. Perfect. Because I'm not. Uh, if Tyson will notice, I'm not using my headphones tonight, which I normally do. Oh yeah, uh, you're not. I'm kind of going freestyle. Neato. Mm. Neato. <laughs> yeah, I never. I mean, I've heard of Action Park. I. I uh, I read about it a, a, a couple times in the uh, weird New Jersey uh, thing, but I I, I, uh, I didn't know it was dangerous. Ooh. That's fucked up. Well, it's amazing that it was. I mean, it was open from you saw it from 1978 to like 1996, and then they shut it down and then like reopened it again uh, for a bit. And I don't know if it's open right now. It probably isn't because it, or it might not have made no. the Defunct Land roster if it was. Uh, so yeah, if, if, if people check out Defunct Land on YouTube, that's. Uh, D E F U N C T L A N D. It's all one word. The font looks like Disneyland, and it's by Kevin Perjurer. He's uh, trying to create. Um, he wants to create a virtual version of uh, of a place where you can go and basically visit these uh, these defunct, uh, no longer existing amusement park rides, uh, based on like virtual reality recreations. Like to try and uh, like for example the uh, Monsanto ride, for example, is something I'd like to see done, and uh, it was something I went on at Disneyland back in. Oh God, it had to be like the early eighties, like might've been 1980. It was somewhere between 78 and 82, I think. And, uh, when you go on this ride, it's basically like, um, it's like science. It's like science-based. So you, you, uh, you sit in a chair and, uh, you go up supposedly into a, you're being shrunk down to the size of like an electron or whatnot. So like you get shrunk down and then you see like giant mm-hmm. snowflakes and crystals and stuff. And it's sort of like journey into these world of the small or something, you know? And uh, you know, I think you see atoms and yeah. electrons and stuff like that. Well, that that doesn't exist in Disneyland anymore. But if Kevin Perjurer has his way, uh, he, there will be a way you can visit this again in virtual reality. And I say yes, please. You know, give me more stuff to do in virtual reality where I can actually visit locations that I, I can't normally in I can't in real life. You know, and because they don't exist anymore. To absolutely. visit, yeah, that'd be fantastic. Like also, that'd be pretty cool. Be a safe that'd way to visit cool. Action Park too. Actually, I think about it. Like you would, and <laughs> maybe. Oh yeah. Yeah, you could actually get in one of those uh, race cars that it's like uses real gas and you know is susceptible to catching on fire. But <laughs> you, you could race around on the track w- with no barriers on either side like there normally would be because you know they don't want you to go off the track. Um, you know, in a, in a place where. <laughs> where they cared about safety, but no, that was actually part of the draw of action park was like, you can, you can like, it was like an adventure. It's, it's like the fact that it was that you could drive your own car. You could control your own vehicle, you know? I mean, you're, you're right. It was an adventure because, you know, the adventure was that you, you know, made it through a life yeah. going out. Of- I mean, there was like, there was like huge water slides that you would go down on, on a, like a, like a raft, like not quite the, not quite the size of the raft that was like, um, you remember Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom where they shove the raft out the thing and then they ride it down <laughs> yes. like a parachute and it was this huge octagonal or hexagonal thing. Like, no, we're talking like, yep. like a standard sort of like hot dog bun looking, you know, uh, yellow raft type thing, you know, like the, where it basically looks like an elongated inner tube instead, you know, like something that looks like, you know, raft shaped. So you go down on one of these things and then there's a huge, there's a huge bump as you're coming down is like a big hump and you, when you hit that hump you don't just slide over it and go whoa you go well, you get air and then come down a bit so it's like you you leave the the raft leaves leaves the ground for a moment as it's sliding down the hill and hits you know and it's like <laughs> you can get bumped pretty hard if you're not careful i mean you can't what i'm trying to figure what i'm trying to figure out dude is if if, if action park is that dangerous where like all their rides had no safety uh no yeah. safety measures, no safety anything. Um, More or less. How did the park even pass inspections, or how did it stay open from 1978 to 1996 for so long? Because think about it. Well, it closed in 1996, so 97, 98, 99, 2000. That was four years before 2000. Well, I so, guess I guess it depends on. Um, I mean, uh, how, 
Somebody who, do, who does inspections? Was OSHA a thing in 1978? Right. I mean, you know, if, is OSHA is OSHA a state to state thing? I don't know. It's Occupational Safety Hazard Administration or something. Oh, we we, we have OSHA here. Do you? Okay, good. Well, so I'm, I'm just, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> how, how much hush money did they have to pay though to 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 allow this to happen? Because think about it. Like you said, when you go ride the uh, the race cars or whatever, like the little little go karts, whatever they call those things, you were driving a real car with with no with no safety whatsoever, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're 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 on the the alpine log or whatever that thing's called, and and there's a good chance you can go over the rails. Totally, it's an alpine you drown slide. In the tide pool. You're driving the tide pools, yeah. Alpine. You could get yeah, so you I could mean, get bottlenecked with all the other other. There's like a big water slide with a bunch of inner tubes. It's like rapid style, and you could totally just get you know jammed up with a bunch of other uh, people going down the same thing. And then you've got like that's fucked up. It was amazing. It was like it was like this actually was a th- and it's it's just sort of like uh, you know because I'll tell you I went on uh, the rocket ride at Disneyland. I don't know if it's still there, but it was near Space Mountain. Do you you know when you see like old pictures of of Disneyland? Uh, there's this thing that has like rockets and the rockets go up in the air and they just sort of go around in the in a circle like they you yes. know they swing around so i was in i was in those things at least once mm-hmm. and i will tell you there was no there was no seatbelt in those things and they're basically just a fiberglass shell with an open top kind of so like it didn't feel safe i felt like 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 i could i, I felt now i was probably just being paranoid but it was like i mean i Totally could have stood up and jumped out if I wanted to. That wouldn't have like I mean mm. I mean there be you could say well you could take off the seatbelt on the thing. It's like no I'm I'm saying like totally it wasn't there wasn't a it just didn't feel safe. At the point I don't know if it still exists as a ride, but um, I do remember feeling like that was the least safe thing that was uh, at Disneyland when I was there all that time ago back in the early eighties. Um, I went once since then. I got to see Star Tours and Captain EO once, and that was pretty neat. Um, there's a there's a whole series on Captain EO on Defunct Land as well. I clipped this show for Succotash because uh, they talked to a uh, sculptor and Disney Imagineer, former Disney Imagineer and, and puppeteer Terry Hardin or Terry Hardin. Okay. Yes. Who was on Combat Radio? Uh, I think a bunch of times, and. Uh, <sighs> Combat radio. Yeah, and she she worked on Captain EO and actually hung kind of pr- pretty much hung out with Michael Jackson while he was there. Like you know, and they weren't very far apart in oh, age. Yeah. So like as she talks about hanging out with uh, with Michael working on Captain EO and getting you know really frightened by Angelica Houston. Uh, it's a story that she also tells on Combat Radio. Um, but you know I'd listen to it on both because it's a good story. There's a it's, a it's a it's a good kind of three episode arc that has Captain EO the the country bear jamboree I think it was because they she helped she worked mm-hmm. on the, there was a movie version of that and she worked on that. Um, she talks about working for Henson. Anyway, that's some, some good interviews. If you like interviews, oh I love interviews. Uh, just yeah, and if the audience at large likes interviews, uh, you could do a whole lot worse than uh, uh, looking up. Looking up the blabs, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. I'm just, I'm just blabbing. <laughs> anyway, um, well, I, I mean, going back to uh, to Disneyland, I find uh, I find Disneyland amazing with the whole because there there is a mythology behind Disneyland with so many conspiracies and whatnot. It's it's, it's actually pretty fascinating, like the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So not just the park is interesting. If you look back and like you look at all the different mythologies and all the different um, all the different uh, conspiracy theories behind Disneyland or in Disney World, it's it's actually pretty interesting. The park itself is cool. I've been to both, and uh, it's truly an amazing time. I'm pretty sure I've only been to Disneyland twice in my life, and it was pretty amazing. Um, I've been to the one in Florida twice, and I've been to the one in California once. I've been to. There was a place in, in California called, well, when I was young, it was called Marriott's Great America. And, okay. then, and then when I was uh, still young, but slightly later, uh, it was called Paramount's Great America because Paramount Pictures uh, owned it for a while. So, like, um, it's in, did you ever see Beverly Hills Cop 3? Yes. It's the amusement, Love that one. It's the, the amusement park he, he was in in... in uh, in that movie was, oh, nice. was, was Paramount's great America. So now I think it's, it's like, I don't know who has it now, but it's like, um, probably six flags. Um, 
We have Six Flags here in Jersey. In fact, it's about 30 minutes from my house. Yes, you have, what is it, Six Flags Great America or Six Flags American Experience no. or something with America? No, 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 no. Six Flags Great Adventure. Great Adventure. Great Adventure. Yes, 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 yes that's right. And in uh, Virginia, I've been there because when I lived in North Carolina, the closest theme park to us was in, uh, was in uh, Virginia. It was called Paramount's uh, King's Dominion. Oh, neat. So huh? it was owned by Paramount, but it was called King's Dominion. Interesting. So, so yeah, this, um, so the whole haunted tour idea kind of like, like for me started because I was, you know, I did a pantomime haunted house, but because I also like dark rides, uh, which is what I figured out they're called those rides where you sit in the car, like the haunted mansion, for example, it's like, yes, dark ride, you're riding in a, you know, on a track and it's like, there's, there's a whole history of dark rides made by this company, I think called pretzel. Like, I don't think they, like they made pretzel dark rides. And uh, I didn't know they were mm-hmm. called dark rides, but I would have dreams about, um, like, my mind would make up its own dark rides, where I would basically, I was in the car, in the car, I wasn't in the, you know, I was in whatever the, 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 whatever the conveyance within the ride would be called. Like, for example, in the Peter Pan dark ride, you're in a small miniature, you're in a, you're in a small miniature, you're in a miniature pirate ship. Like, that's your, mm-hmm. you know, because you get in the ship, and then it goes... Ooh, loo, 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 off, you know, a little bit of pixie dust, and then you go out the window, and now you're you're going over a miniature London with little, you know, little light up fake cars and you know, uh, buildings and stuff, and you know, and then that's you, pretty cool. Yeah, that's. I think there's footage of this stuff on on the internet, but it's all it's you know, there's no. They basically light lights up to show you where you're supposed to look. Essentially, nowadays they have they also have full on like, not just they're not. I, I think they're still uh, maybe called dark rides, but like but they're on rails and not everything is dark because you're just supposed to look wherever, wherever the action is essentially. Like, I don't know if Pirates of the Caribbean counts as a dark ride because even though it is dark at times, it's also very well lit through most of it. Like it's, I, mm-hmm. it, you know what I mean? It's not like, it's not like light, yeah. not light comes on on the left side and you go, Oh, look over there, but it's dark on the right. And then that goes dark on the, you know, and then it's light on the other. Like that doesn't really happen. It's sort of just only lit where you're, it's lit all the way through. Also, Small World, I believe, is lit most of the I way through. I hate that ride. I don't mind it so much. Well, I, I didn't mind it when I, when I was a kid. There's something it's really... It's creepy. <laughs> it's creepy as well. <laughs> I guess. I mean, there's something kind of kitschy about it. You know, it's... it's uh... No, no, no. You're, you're, you're... No, 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 Tyson. Shh. You're, you're, you're stuck in that little boat thing uh-huh. <laughs> and you're going through, you're going through a thing with animatronics that look the same. They look creepy. Making yes. that. Oh, and it's like, and you can and, hear underneath it. Dot, dot, round. Yes. Like, I'm a, like, it, it's almost like one day, like some poor people are going to be like, you know, the ride is going to stop. Okay. Oh yeah. And oh, it's the, the lights are going to go off and the emergency lights are going to go on. And all those little animatronic things, their 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 eyes are gonna go like bright red, and they're just gonna have these creepy laughs, and they're just gonna like start attacking, the, attacking. <laughs> Which is basically yeah. the noise of the dolls attacking in the haunted tour, essentially. That ride. Yeah, that's basically what that was. Oh yeah, you, but the other thing is like you hear the music, but it's like you can kind of still make out like um, like I the reason I like these things is because they're also they're they're moving and stuff, but they're also artificial, and I like that. The fact I like that they're artificial. Yes. So like you'd be sitting there, and you'll you know the water kind of be sloshing, and you can hear the music doing its thing in its various languages, and then just underneath it, on certain certain puppets, uh, you you hear like this sort of like. And that's just the uh, right. That's just that's just right. their, their puppet arms moving. That's the sound of the, yes. the, the plastic moving. You know what I mean? It's Screw just, that. You know, it's just, it, you can hear the doll parts moving. <laughs> well, um, let me ask you this, Tyson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because this is what that reminds me of. Have you ever seen, it, it, it's, would be, it's, it's an 80s movie, but it would be considered a B movie. Hmm. Um, have you ever seen the movie Dolls? Oh, um, uh, okay, not Magic with Anthony Hopkins. Dolls. Was that a Stuart Gordon movie? Uh, let me see. It might be. Yeah, it's, I I don't think I did, but I believe I saw it on the shelf a lot. Um, in my head. Okay, there's... so Dolls is a 1987 film. Okay. Yeah. Am I seeing like in my head? I'm seeing like a a picture of like a a dark haired doll with like a skull face, kind of. 
guess. Let me put. Oh, yep, there it is, and it's it's holding its eyes. Okay, yeah, I have not seen this movie, but I am familiar with it. Oh, two out of four from so, Roger Ebert. It is Stuart. Yep, so oh, this is a is Stuart Gordon. Yep. So this is the synopsis of this: uh-huh. a group of motorists, including a young Judy uh, Bauer, uh, whose name is Carrie Lorraine, her horrible father, Ian Patrick Williams, her evil queen and stepmother, who's Carolyn Purdy Gordon. Hmm. And a meek businessman named Ralph Stephen Lee becomes stranded at a spooky mansion during a nighttime thunderstorm. The house, um, the house of strange owners, Guy Rolf and Hillary Mason, uh, offer overnight lodging, but with the dastardly intentions of making their visitors the playthings of their murderous toy dolls. Okay, so yeah, Stuart Gordon, and then also the producer is Brian Usna. So these people, these are these are the same people who like went on to work with um, uh, for Full Moon features for like Charles Band yes. a lot. Like they did, uh, like the, I th- in fact, Dolls might be an Empire film, uh, which is what was before uh, Full Moon. There was Empire films, uh, and you know what? Actually, and even Guy Rolf, he played Andre Toulon from the Puppet Master uh, movies at least once, probably more than once. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yes, he did. Um. Oh, by the way, this is going to be a spoiler, okay? Um, spoiler. For me? For for everybody. Spoiler. Oh, okay. This doesn't dictate the end of the film, but this is like kind of a spoiler, okay? Mm-hmm. So the, the, the funniest part of the movie Dolls is, now remember I told you, there's a little girl and her uh, her dick of a father, right? Okay. And, her, and, and the bitch of a stepmother. So basically, the father, basically, I think, they don't even really say anything why, he marries the... the the stepmother because she's rich okay in a nutshell okay can you hear me dude yeah i'm just listening oh, okay so anyway at one point the step uh the stepfather he's the father anyway the father has to chase his daughter judy around the mansion okay so at, at one point the dolls kill kills the wife right okay and they put her underneath the, the blanket so she's dead so he comes back in and he like oh that, you know, he's like bitching about his daughter and shit like that. He goes, I think I'm going to go take a shower. So he gets a shower, he puts on these like fancy pajamas and he gets into bed. And he's like trying to like make out with his wife, et cetera, et cetera. He goes to lift the uh, blankets, find out that she's dead. But he doesn't know that Ralph, he thinks Ralph, like the, the one guy Ralph. And he goes, that Ralph guy did it. Danny, that psychotic piece of shit. I'll kill him. And then he like breaks the chair and runs out the door. I'll kill him. He's like waving part of the chair. That's the funniest part of the whole movie. Oh, it's like the, that one guy who is like, uh, uh, in uh, sleepaway camp, who is like the camp, uh, the light, the leader of the camp who's like, thinks it's the one person who's like, I'll, I'll, I'll kill the kid or whatever. I can't remember what it was. It's yes. pretty funny. Ready for Halloween? Well, it doesn't have to be Halloween for you to be ready for this. The Combat Radio two-disc Halloween albums, featuring many of our epic regulars, musicians, songs, and haunted audio tales. All there for you anytime you want it. You want Halloween in August? You want it in May? You want it in April? Get it. Go to CD Baby, enter Combat Radio Halloween, and get yourself hooked up with some haunted awesomeness today. I mean, you'd have to see the movie. It's, it, I think it's still free on YouTube. Dolls? Yes. Oh, interesting. Oh. Uh, Roger Ebert gave it a two out of four. Nice. Critical research. So I'm thinking like, um, I'm thinking <clears throat> the Hunt Tour. What's that? that we're, uh, the Hunt Tour, everybody, that Tyson and I work, is working on. Hmm. I think it's like a carnival ride. Because if you think about it, dude, like when was the last time you've been to a carnival? Not not even a carnival, like a haunted like attraction. October. Because some of them are like high tech now. October. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think some of them yeah. are very high tech. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking this is like a like a carnival type deal. Like it's housed at a like a like an all year carnival. A, tra- a travel. Yeah. Like something like that would be at Coney Coney Island, basically, where it's like there all the time, or on or on the Santa Monica Pier, or whatever the hell that is, that's out in L.A., where it's like there's always a a Ferris wheel kind of thing. Um, it could be, or it could be just like a traveling tour. I mean, traveling carnival. Or it could be just a, a year-round it's like some, put carnival. It's like something wicked this way comes, that traveling circus. Yeah, something like that. Because yeah. did you ever see Ghoulies 2? Um, I may have, but I don't remember it, and I barely remember Ghoulies 1. Because I'm pretty sure okay, I saw so, Ghoulies 1 at least once. 
Okay, so remember, like, all right, so in Ghoulies 1, they had, like, those little ghoulie things, those little monsters. Yes. Obviously, in Ghoulies 2, they have those little ghoulie monsters who basically escape into a traveling carnival, but they hide out in the haunted uh, the haunted house attraction, mm-hmm. which was called Satan's Den. Satan's Den. Where, where was Satan's Den? Satan's Den was in Ghoulies 2, and it was part of the traveling carnival where the ghoulies uh, basically hit out. Okay. so and that's it was called Satan's Den. And by the way, Dolls is an Empire International Pictures film. I, I, I looked it up, and so, nice. is, so is Ghoulies. Nice. I, I have them both. I've Good. seen a lot of these movies that, like, uh, yeah, like, um, like, uh, well, maybe not, not a lot of them. I've certainly, well, Trancers was certainly one I saw a few times. I have, uh, I, I think I have most of the Trancers movies. Uh, Those were good movies. They were pretty good. There's a movie called Eliminators. I know I watched a couple of times. That was a bizarre movie. It also has Denise Crosby in it, which was pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, it's okay. So Eliminators, it's a 1986 science fiction film, action film. Uh, let's see. Two, 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 three. Starring Andrew Prien, Dennis, Denise Crosby, and Patrick Arnold. The plot centers around a mandroid constructed by an evil scientist from the body of a downed pilot who teams up with a, cool. scientist, who teams up with a scientist responsible for android technology, her pet robot Spot, a riverboat guide, and a martial arts warrior. <laughs> martial arts warrior. Cool. Yeah, this movie cool, cool. is is nuts i mean well i mean it's fun don't get me wrong it's just it's like a, it's 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 almost like it doesn't know what it wants to be because it's got it's it's sort of like sort of a robocop kind of sort of a rambo sort of with a ninja kind of thing i mean it's like it's like mm. watching a bunch so it's kind of like meld into one yeah it's like watching a bunch of canon pictures sort of melted into one exactly yeah but it's not a canon picture nice. it's an empire international film but, but it's certainly right, worth right. seeing because it's it's uh i mean i guess i don't know it's hard to say i don't want to make the you know i know i think it's worth seeing if you don't like it uh, uh people listening or if you do if you've seen the eliminators if you've seen this film that i'm describing and you listen to this podcast please uh you know reach out contact us on twitter uh, the Twitter is at antisocial one. That's the numeral one. So that's a N T I S O C I A L S H O W and the numeral one. And, uh, you know, maybe hashtag it the, you know, whatever the name of this episode turns out to be. Um, but, um, you know, feel free to open up a dialogue with us people. It's, it's totally cool if you want to do that. Um, Oh, absolutely. Because, if you uh, if you open up a dialect with us, you know whether it be hashtagging us on this movie or just hashtagging us in general. Don't forget, you can go to Antisocial Show One. That's like Tyson said, the numeral one. You can go to uh, Zombie Bacterium. That's me on Twitter. Rev T twenty three, which is Tyson on Twitter, or you can contact us on Facebook, the Antisocial Show, and uh, you know open up a conversation with us because you know what, you might be a guest. Yeah, not even kidding. It's true. Not even kidding, because we like guests. We do. Please. So, um, let's see here. Okay, so... Oh. Yeah, yeah. No, make this, Tyson. Sure. Do you prefer, like, all right, so people have, like, their own opinions on B-movies, okay? And sometimes, like, B-movies are totally cool, and sometimes they're totally garbage. But now... Do you enjoy 80s B-movies, or do you enjoy the B-movies of the 90s? Oh, well, that's, 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 I don't know that, uh, yes, I would say yes, I enjoy all all of them. I wouldn't say I'd enjoy one more than the other, and I certainly haven't seen them all, but like, uh, like, Eliminators is certainly a B-film, you know, and that's, that's from the 80s. Um, Then you got movies like the Puppet Master movies, which are, also very much phenomenal movie, but they're definitely yep. b movies and they're from the 90s most of them i mean like i think the i think the first one might have been 89 but uh or even slightly earlier but um and that was also that was a portfolio feature that wasn't a that wasn't a, a, an empire film don't they consider most i mean i love full moon like don't get me wrong like i love uh actually the puppet master movies were full moon i love full moon movies now would you consider those to be uh to be uh, B movies. Oh yeah, absolutely, and most of them are very much B movies. 
and there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, and I just looked up Puppet Master. Yeah, the first one was 1989. So, but the but the rest of them, most of them were in the uh, most of them. Sorry, uh, came out in the 90s, I believe. And there are some, I think, ten of them now. I've seen nine of these movies because I have a set of them. Um, I have a set of them myself. And okay, so the first, the budget on the first movie was four hundred thousand dollars. Nice. But like, that's, but but yeah. still very low. Yeah, very low, but it's totally, yeah. uh, you know, it's doable. So, like, um, but, like, so, yeah, there's a lot of, but, you know, it's, it's sometimes, well, B, a B-movie, I believe, technically what a B-movie is, is that, you know, it's it's from when there'd be a double feature or something. So, people, it's like you go for the A-movie, which is the first one, and you stay for the B-movie, maybe, maybe, but the A-movie is what gets you to the theater, and then people can decide whether or not they want to stay and watch the second movie. So... You know, it's not going to be the first run. You know, you don't go to like it would be. So you, I don't know who would do this, but it'd be like, um, let's see, what year did this come out? Okay, so I'm trying to think of a good example from a what would be a B movie from the 70s. I don't know why these two movies would be. I do. I know one. Okay. The first Halloween movie was actually considered a B movie. Yes. Okay. Go earlier than that, like 72, like late 60s, early 70s. What would be like? Okay, so here's here's I just opened. That's up. way before my time. <laughs> it would have to be like Roger Corman type stuff, but I'm like I'm trying to figure yes. out. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, here. Let's see, the bees were keeping pace, 1955, uh, 1973. Uh, Brian De Palma did a movie called Sisters in 1973. So I think I've heard of that movie. Oh, Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, which is a, a fantastic movie. So Heard funny, that one too. So funny, great music, um, just just bizarre, but very and quirky and fun. Uh, see the big dollhouse and the big and the big bird cage. Okay, so let's say okay, so the big bird cage is nineteen seventy two. It's an exploitation film. This probably wouldn't be what would happen, but you know, because these types of movies would usually I think end up in drive throughs or um, or some other thing. But like, I mm. guess I guess there was really only uh, movie houses and drive throughs, weren't there? Uh, for a long time, uh, yeah, there weren't very many, yep. many, uh, many. <laughs> I use the word many as an M A N Y, but I mean uh, multi is what I mean. Multiplexes. Multi, not too many multiplexes. So, so let's say you go and it's like you go to see The Godfather, and it's in a double bill with The Big Bird Cage. You know, it's like that. <laughs> that would be the B film because you would not, you know, you would not bill The Big Bird Cage first and then stick around for The Godfather. Well, actually, I don't know. No, you. And maybe that would you would happen. see the Godfather first and then see the big bird cage but I guess technically on um, technically Wikipedia says a B movie or B film is a low budget commercial movie but not an art house film in its original usage during the golden age of Hollywood the term more precisely identified films intended for distribution as the less publicized bottom half or double feature or sorry the less publicized bottom half of a double feature akin to b-sides for recorded music. Although the U.S. production of movies intended as second features largely ceased by the end of the 1950s, the term B-movie continues to be used in a, its broader sense to this day. In its post-Golden Age usage, there is ambiguity on both sides of the definition. On the one hand, the primary interest of many inexpensive exploitation films is prurient. On the other, many B-movies display a high degree of craft and aesthetic ingenuity. In either usage, most B-movies represent a particular genre. The Western was a Golden Age B-movie staple, while low-budget mm. low science fiction and horror films became more popular in the 1950s. Early B-movies were often part of series in which the star repeatedly played the same character, almost always shorter than the top-billed films they were paired with, had many, had, many had running times of 70 minutes or less, that's an hour and 10 minutes for those who needed the math done in the moment there. I don't know why they would. Uh, the term connoted a general uh, perception that B-movies were inferior to the more lavishly budgeted headliners. Individually, individual B-films were often ignored by critics. Ignored by critics. Wow. So so B-movies were basically not even... Uh, they weren't even mentioned by critics, basically, because they didn't have like a big enough budget or something like that? Yeah, generally. Or because it was like... There were like no star, like there were like no like name actors in there. Well, well there certainly could be. I mean, like, because apparently, I mean, Roger Corman, uh, known I guess as the King of the Bees, <laughs> he uh, yes, he he made this movie in 1963 called The Raven, which is a delightful film. Uh, you know, it's sort of a horror mm -hmm. comedy, and it's got 
I mean, it's got Boris Karloff, uh, Vincent Price, Peter Lorre, and a young phenomenal Jack, actors. Yeah, and a, and a young Jack Nicholson, and it's like they're mm. all you know. This is he, this. Have you ever seen The Raven? Uh, no, but I've heard of it. It's fun, you know. It's it's a it's a kind of a charming movie. It's like um, it's like G rated, I think. But it's it's I don't know if you could call it a horror movie, but it's definitely it's it's in the supernatural genre. I mean, there's a wizard's duel in it, which is pretty yeah, neat. So it's 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 so basically it's like a it's a it's a horror comedy. Yeah, would more. You, would you? Yeah, it's, is that fair? It's definitely funny. Yeah, I'd call it a horror comedy. It's 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 uh yeah. And it's not even really that horrific. It's just, um, it's more kind of moody and, you know, and if it's, it's funny because it's Vincent Price and, you know, and, and Boris Karloff and, and Peter Laurie doing his voice and whatnot. And, uh, it's, it's so bizarre. There's actually, I mean, well, it's not that bizarre, but I mean, like, well, I'm thinking of it as being bizarre. There's a very funny scene with Jack Nicholson, uh, where he's right. He's, uh, he's leading it, leading us what do you call it when you're riding or you're driving a stagecoach? You drive a stagecoach. That's what it is. When you have yeah. the, when you have the reins yeah. of the stage stagecoach and you're holding the reins and I guess whatever that thing is. For yeah, you're, the, I can't you're make driving the a stagecoach. Yeah, so he's yeah. driving a stagecoach, and uh, that's my memory of it. And the there's a person next to him that he's transporting who's talking about something. They're hurrying along, or they're they're you know driving along really steadily to their destination, and what is occurring in the scene is that as this person is talking to him, doesn't know mm. is that Jack Nicholson's character is very slowly becoming possessed by like an evil spirit or by an, by the evil wizard or something like he's, he's becoming possessed slowly. Wrong. And we know this because the guy Wrong. who's talking is not the person who the camera is on. It's sort of, it's pretty much it's talking and then it, it it's focusing on Jack Nicholson who's going visually normal looking to this really maniacal look on his face. It's, which is hilarious because it happens in like in real time. So it's like normal Jack, normal Jack's creepy looking, strange smile. Oop, crazy looking Jack. Now he's got the ha 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 looking Jack and he's driving the horse. And then everybody's like, Oh no, there's something which only wrong he can do. Correct. And it's funny. It's very funny. Yeah. At least it's funny to me. The pit, the image of him going from normal Jack Nicholson to, to crazy Jack Nicholson in a shot it was a great moment to me. Uh, well, you know what's it's it, what's what's funny about Jack Nicholson, right? Okay. Is that if you're like he, he he's a, a phenomenal actor, obviously who played in many different roles. Mm -hmm. He's also done a lot of horror movies, The Shining, one of them. Oh yeah, by uh, Stanley um, Kubrick. Kubrick. I had to think of his name there for a second. K Kubrick, right? K Kubrick, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what you said. Mm -hmm. um, but what's 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 funny about it is because you said you you know it was you know his face you know his facial expressions in the Raven were funny to you right oh yeah well that's like any normal horror fan that that loves The Shining you know they'll laugh at the stuff that 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 Jack Nicholson does where it's not really supposed to be portrayed as funny it's still funny to horror fans mm -hmm. you know like that part where like you know like he's like walk he like he's menacingly like walking up the stairs towards wendy who's like walking up backwards and she's got the bat and she's like stay away from me don't hurt me blah 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 and he's like yeah like that he's like wendy put the bat down i'm not gonna hurt you wendy. light of my life i'm not gonna hurt you i'm just gonna bash your feet in i'm gonna bash him right the fuck in yeah yeah i mean it's you know it's right it's it is now. I mean, the first time you watch it, it's really uncomfortable. But like it, you know, it's it's certainly. Oh, yeah. we're so used to it. I mean, like it's you know, it's you, you, there's there's a whole thing about like like movies to me. I can I can uh, remember some of them really well, and others not so well. Even ones that I used to like a lot. So like they're seeing something for the first time, and. Uh, it's pretty neat. And then when I see it for the second time, I usually appreciate it in a different way. So some things are funnier because, or less funny because I know they're coming. Some things are more or less emotional because I know that they're coming, depending on what the movie is. Um, and then oh, like, yeah. and then like a few more years go by and I didn't know this would happen, but like I, I, I discovered this one year about, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. And I, I, there was a movie I used to watch all the time when I was younger, and it was Big Trouble in Little China. And then I didn't watch it for like love that film. 
with Al Leong. Yeah, yeah, Al Leong and James Hong and Victor Wong and, uh, of course, Kurt yep. Russell um, and Kim Cattrall and some other people. Mm-hmm. But uh, I didn't, you know, I, I had been, I don't know, five, ten, five to seven years. It been longer than, than, than I had realized because when I watched it again, it was like, it was like I appreciated it in a completely different way. So it was really familiar, but then there was, I was seeing it like with more understanding of the world, I guess. I don't know. And, uh, it's, it's, it's much funnier to me now, uh, but not in a, you know, crazy laughter kind of way, just more, I get, there's aspects of humor that I didn't get before. Like I didn't get how Jack Burton is, is basically really inept and that, yes. and that part yes. part of what makes it him funny in the movie is that for the most for most of the movie for most of the story of the film like seventy five percent of it maybe even you could argue maybe even eighty five to ninety percent of it he doesn't believe any of the magic stuff doesn't believe in no any, he really anything that he sees like he doesn't believe it at all he thinks everybody is nuts or that it's not or it's something other than ghosts or, or demons like yeah. it can't possibly be ghosts demons or magic it must just be insert rational explanation you know? and really I mean if you think about it like the, the whole part of the movie like he just cares about like he doesn't want to be a hero he doesn't care that like you know like these people have been fighting Lopan for like ever he just wants his money and his truck back that's all he cares about well sure there's you know an aspect of the Han Solo type thing to him yeah but I mean yeah like yeah his I guess that means the Porkchop Express is his Millennium Falcon well that about does it for the anti-social show I'm Tyson Saner and I'm Hunter Block Be decent to each other. Absolutely. Have a good time, folks.